You are listening to South Florida Sunday, and we thank you for joining us. Our next guest is Chris Pike, who's Director of Marketing and Events for the National Canine Cancer Foundation. They have a big event coming up in the month of September called Bark and Bowl we're going to talk about. Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks a lot, Ron. Thanks for having us. Uh, tell us about the National Canine Cancer Foundation. Um, I guess for folks who may not be pet owners, they may not know that uh, that uh, canine cancer is even an issue. Well, yeah, um, Ron, actually the National Canine Cancer Foundation is a, a national nonprofit, a 501c3, and uh, the mission is to eliminate canine cancer as a health issue in dogs through awareness, education, and direct funding of research. Um, uh, unfortunately, I came into contact with the National Canine Cancer Foundation about 11 years ago uh, when I had two dogs diagnosed with cancer uh, within within a month's time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started to find that how common cancer was when we started to look for it online, and, and hence the, the thing that it's one out of three dogs will get cancer. Uh, you can kind of see the need for a foundation like the National Canine Cancer Foundation. In your uh, in your investigation into canine cancer, did you find that uh, there uh, there were a number of different things that might be contributing to the increase? Um, well, I mean, it just depends on what type of cancer it is. Uh, very canine cancers are very very similar to human cancers. Uh, the uh, Institute of Health, National Institute of Health, uh, spent over thirty million dollars to map the canine genome because they are under the belief that human cures are going to come through our uh, findings for cures and better treatments for dogs. Um, So, I mean, it could be any number of things, uh, but a lot of that, because at this point, has become genetic in certain breeds. Um, You've got breeds like uh, like the Golden Retriever, which are are very, or Labrador Retrievers as well, but very, very popular breeds. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like you'll see folks that where um, ladies will have uh, breast cancer running their family, very similar in certain breeds. So you might have, uh, I've lost two golden retrievers to a cancer called hemangiosarcoma. So you do start to see that, that it falls uh, genetically. Um, but yes, absolutely, there's, there's uh, outside factors that play in. Um, we're actually just got done funding a trial on bladder cancer, and, uh, and, and some of the findings... Um, you know, definitely pointed to the, the potential for uh, lawn chemicals uh, as having a, uh, an impact on the, an increase in bladder cancer. And then I'm sure you've tried, either have gotten the, uh, the Facebook uh, uh, post or what have you that says, hey, have you ever used uh, a certain uh, weed treatment um, and maybe died of cancer? You know, there was a big settlement recently for, for that um, uh, for humans. So, uh, yes, you know, outside, outside factors definitely uh, – do play a part in in, uh, in exacerbating the problem. You mentioned bladder cancer. Is that the most common type of cancer in canines, or is there a, a, a most common type of cancer? Uh, no, bladder cancer is a is a common type. Um, it wouldn't. It's not the the most common. Uh, one of the things. Uh, one one actually that is a very very common is, is lymphoma, mm-hmm. uh, canine lymphoma. Uh, which, um, you know, funny enough, is, is uh, you know, I'm sure you guys work with uh, uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and do like the nights and all this stuff. A, a lymphoma tumor is, is the exact same in a dog as in a human. So, uh, you know, the things that we're able to, to work towards by, you know, funding this new research and creating awareness through uh, events like the Barking Bowl um, are helping people and dogs. 
Um, but yes, bladder, bladder cancer is definitely common. There's certain breeds that get different types of cancer as well. As I mentioned, um, you've got boxers that'll get like a nasal sarcoma uh, based on the shape of their, shape of their nose. Um, a lot of uh, osteosarcoma bone cancers in, in breeds like greyhounds and, and your larger dogs, like a Bernese mountain dog. Uh, but again, some of that does come through uh, genetically and uh, overbreeding and such and, and you know, you can't breed out cancer, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. And you were saying that um, uh, that one of the things that uh, canine cancer shares, there are, there are a number of things that canine cancer shares with human cancer. In human cancer, early detection is usually key uh, in trying to have a successful outcome. Is, is early detection also an effective tool in combating canine cancer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Just like in people... Uh, the earlier that you can catch it, the better, uh, better chance of, of getting um, uh, op- op- different options for treatment and, and not being in a dire situation where you're, uh, you know, put to make a choice between the quality of life and having to have uh, your pet euthanized or, um, you know, going through uh, with, you know, a, 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 you know, with chemo and radiation and such. So, um, and it's actually something the National Canine Cancer Foundation, we, we've partaken in this uh, for, for a little while now, but we've really started to push it out through social media recently. Uh, at the 14th of the month, uh, we, we call it Check Your Dog Day. Um, we've got that hashtag uh, for Check Your Dog Day, and we really try to get folks to share it more and more. And the whole premise behind it is to check your dog, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is, I'm sure you give your dog a, a good pet and some love every single day. Um, but how often do you really kind of sit down and check them and check their gums and their teeth and their nose and their underbelly? And do you feel anything odd? Is a discharge from their nose or ears? And, and really giving them a good rub down. And, and believe me, the dogs don't mind it. They you know, <laughs> roll over on their back and open, you know, show, them the, show your belly anytime you want. Right. Uh, so they're all about it. Um, but we've really, really been trying to push that to you know, get, get the word out. You know, we want people to know, hey, you have to check your dog. Um, if you can find, if you find a lump that's as big as three centimeters, uh, you need to have it checked out. Uh, it could it could potentially uh, be cancer, and you need to have it checked out. And again, the earlier you can get it checked, uh, earlier we'd be diagnosed, and, and uh, hopefully um, you know, either catch it or, or hopefully it's uh, it's not what we think it is. Now, uh, is there a website where folks can get more helpful information, like uh, check your dog day and, and what to check for? Um, uh, and- certainly, certainly. Certainly. Our website is www.wearethecure.org. Uh, on that website, you'll see a, a wealth of information. We have a canine cancer library on there, so if you have any questions about uh, the type of cancer that your dog was diagnosed with, you get questions, you get a lot of information there, kind of a a dog Wikipedia, if you would. Uh, we also have an Ask the Doctor. Uh, so we do have a uh, veterinary oncologist that you can p- uh, put questions to, and they'll answer those back to you um, directly. Um, we also have on there what different grants that we're currently funding, events in the area, things that you can do, uh, industry news. Uh, that all is on, you know, on our website, wearethecure.org. Uh, but additionally, with everything, with everybody else, right, uh, social media, um, you know, our Facebook page is the National Canine Cancer Foundation, and our Instagram page is the National Canine Cancer Foundation. Uh, both are very, very interactive. You can share your story. Uh, most of the folks that are coming to that page uh, in the first place are because 
they've had a run-in with cancer or their dog's been diagnosed or they've, they've come across or somebody's friends or family dog's been diagnosed and they're coming there and sometimes it's they're just looking for support or they're looking to say hey this is the type of cancer and what did you do and we've got a great great community that is giving back and saying hey well we you know this is what we did, and this is how we fought, and this is, uh, you know, and, and, and ideally we, we were telling more survivor stories uh, through that, but the, whether it's uh, Instagram, Facebook, or through the website, um, all of them are National Canine Cancer Foundation. And if, you, if you're an Instagram person, um, you can actually follow the hashtag CheckYourDogDay, uh, and you'll see, um, you know, it'll pop up in your feed, and you'll see it as a reminder, of course, and, and uh, you'll see people across the country that are, you know, checking their dogs. Uh, and, and trying to keep them in tip-top shape. Well, we urge everyone who's listening, particularly folks who are dog owners, uh, to support National Canine Cancer Foundation and a great way, not only going to the website and uh, possibly uh, donating your time, your talent and treasures, which I'm sure you guys are always looking for donations uh, of, of treasures and also folks uh, looking to volunteer. Uh, but a great way that uh, folks here in South Florida can uh, help support the National uh, Canine Cancer Foundation is through Bark and Bowl, which is coming up on September 6th yes, at Boynton yes. Beach Lanes. Bark and Bowl is a uh, is definitely a labor of love for um, my wife and I. <laughs> um, this year, uh, 2019, will be our 10th annual South Florida Bark and Bowl, uh, which we're we're really excited about. It's quite a quite a milestone. Um, we joined the National Can- National Canine Cancer Foundation uh, back in, uh, gosh, 2010. Um, we had lost two golden retrievers to cancer. They were our our heart dogs, uh, Kiara, Kiara and Skyler. They made the they made the uh, trip with us from uh, sit up here in the Midwest, Cincinnati, down to live to you know change our lives and live in South Florida. Uh, so they were definitely our babies, and and we were just shocked and blindsided when we lost uh, lost them both to cancer um, in, a, in a month's time. Hmm. So we decided that we wanted to do something and we wanted to give back and we wanted to call attention and awareness because we had no idea that dogs got cancer. And, and I think that a lot of folks don't really know that dogs get cancer uh, until they're dealing with it. And uh, we walked into the vet's office and then, you know, we, our, our boy, big boy, big golden, beautiful boy, Skylar, I, I thought he had swallowed something, he stopped eating, and, and, um, and he said, you know, he has cancer, and, and we're just like, we're just, I, don't, I don't even know, what, what did we do wrong, right? Like, what did we, you know, what did we do wrong? Uh, how did our dog get cancer? And then you start to find out how common it was. So we wanted to do something to give back and to create that awareness, and we launched the first uh, of what we thought would be really a, a one-time event uh, was the, uh, the first South Florida Barking Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, uh you know, based on one out of three dogs being diagnosed with cancer, um, you can, you know, kind of draw the conclusion about how fast, uh, how fast the word spread, uh, especially when there were no canine cancer events uh, anywhere around. And, and as a matter of fact, we are still the only canine cancer event uh, in town. Um, and with that number of dogs, and and what ended up happening is just people uh, who who had lost their dog and were grieving and were passionate and wanted to do something but really didn't have an outlet, uh, joined us, and they all came out to uh, celebrate the inaugural Bark and Bowl and and, and bowl in honor of dogs that uh, that had been lost to cancer and dogs that were fighting and and ones that have uh, had survived as well, uh, and and we really saw the. Um, the need for it, and uh, and so did the National Canine Cancer Foundation. 
So uh, we're excited to be uh, hosting our 10th annual. Uh, like I said, it, we, we really set out originally to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to call this awareness and do this. Um, to be doing this 10 times in South Florida is amazing. Uh, I actually have come on board with the foundation, and I uh, am their, market, as you mentioned, their director of marketing and events. Mm-hmm. And we've taken the Bark and Bowl to different cities. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, my, my wife and I have hosted 34 of them overall. Uh, we've raised over a million dollars through this Bark and Bowl series, uh, and it's and it's really neat to see um, and hear the stories and be able to help people tell the stories and, and get the word out for them. So it's been uh, it's been it's been a great uh, a great experience. So it's Bark and Bowl. It's going to be on September sixth at the Boynton Beach Lanes. And how how do folks get like say a team together? How do they how do they participate? Oh, great. Well. It's super, super easy. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to do with this event was we wanted it to be something a little different, right? Uh, you know, there, there's a definite need for walks and 5Ks and golf outings, and we completely understand, and we have some in, in our uh, uh, in our warehouse too. Um, but we wanted to do something a little different. So we came up with the Bark and Bowl idea. Uh, it is Friday night. It's a 7 to 10 p.m., so it's a little different than, than some of the other bowling events that might be, you know, a, a Sunday morning or here. Um, we're kind of pitching as a, as a fun night out. Mm-hmm. You come on out at 7 to 10. We have a live DJ and raffles and drink specials and pulgaritas and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, it's a great time. So folks will go to the uh, website, which is barkandbowl.com. Uh, they can find South Florida. They'll click the drop-down and can register a team. The suggestion is a team is anywhere from six to eight people, uh, which I'm pretty sure you could find six to eight people that are dog lovers and have had some experience with cancer or are just dog lovers and want to come out and have some fun. And, uh, and from there, you've got a team page. You can customize it. You can put photos up there. You can tell your story. Uh, you can share it through email, social media, et cetera. And uh, you're, trying to recruit folks to you know, do the same and make donations. Uh, for the lane, the goal to bowl is $500 to secure, and all bowlers uh, with your team get a, a gift bag when they check in that has a, um, uh, an exclusive event tee, uh, and it has um, we've got items in there from our presenting sponsor, Florida Public Utilities, uh, from our Pink Paul sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka, uh, and amongst a lot of other goodies, um, we're partnered with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. They always have some really good items that they put in there, uh, as well as some of the teams. So some of the teams uh, that we have this year um, with uh, Wolfgang Bakery and uh, we have um, uh, Wolfgang, I'm sorry, um, uh, Pet Lover Central, they'll, all, they'll add items as well. So you get a really nice gift bag, too. Um, and as I said, it's, it's a fun time. Like It's just, uh, hey, you come on out celebrate and the kicker is that dogs are actually welcome which is different than than a normal bowling alley uh, setup so um if you have a team and you're bowling for a dog uh, and specifically especially one that might be battling or a survivor we love for them to come out and be a part of the event uh, it's what the event is all about um, we don't necessarily uh, kind of call it and say, hey, you know, it's a, everybody bring their dogs and, and have you know, 300 people in a bowling alley and 100 <laughs> dogs. <laughs> uh, it can get a little, little, uh, a little crazy. But, um, you know, and, and also uh, sometimes it gets a little loud. So the dogs, you know, have an escape plan, I guess, so to speak, uh, that, uh, that you can get your pups home if, if that's the case. But, um, yeah, we'll have probably, you know, 10 to 15 dogs out at the event um, and sometimes more and sometimes 
you know, if, if folks are uh, coming out to, to see what it's about. So it's, it's really exciting, and, and uh, it's a great way to support the foundation. Well, we hope folks are listening that are going to participate now. I just want you to give that website out so they can go on and get registered one more time. Yes, yes. The website is barkandbowl.com, B-A-R-K, and it's A-N-D-B-O-W-L.com. Excellent. We'll South Florida uh, events and times, um, and all they got to do is click the registration and walk them right through it, and they'll, be, they'll have their own team page. Excellent. We hope folks listening will go out and participate in Bark and Bowl and also support the National Canine Cancer Foundation. And uh, before we wrap up, uh, Chris, I just want to ask you about uh, your partnership with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Animal Kindness Unit, because that's great, and we want folks to know about that as well. Yes, yes. Well, um, we have been working with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office since year one. And uh, part of that, the reason for that partnership was, you know, we wanted to show that these, this wasn't just your dog, my dog, uh, you know, catching tennis balls in the backyard and going for a walk. It just wasn't those dogs. Uh, they, they were getting cancer. But you're also talking about dogs that uh, serve a specific purpose in the community, um, whether they're police dogs uh, or a seeing eye dog or what ha- bomb sniffing dogs, what have you. Um, these are these are dogs that are succumbing to cancer as well, and we want to kind of uh, show that bridge, right? So we had the we partnered up with the Palm Beach County Sheriff, and they were able to come out, and they would come out to uh, to the event and bring some of the dogs that uh, were uh, were officers. And uh, through that, we met uh, Barbara Massey, who is the uh, head of the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Animal Kindness Unit. And and again, back to you know talking about just. If you think about the number of dogs in the United States and, the sheer, and if you picked one out of three that were going to be diagnosed with cancer, uh, Barbara is a huge dog advocate. Um, she is very impartial to the greyhounds community and, and does a lot of amazing work. And she has lost several dogs, uh, several greyhounds to cancer. Uh, and, and it just made um, you know, sense naturally that uh, we would continue the partnership with, uh, with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office and the Animal Kindness Unit. Um, because the passion comes from the same place. Uh, this is not uh, a situation where we're, you know, hey, we've got a good idea for an event, maybe it's a way to raise funds. Uh, this event is fueled by the passion from uh, myself and Barbara and all the teams. Uh, it really, really is. Um, everybody is looking to, to, you know, make this better and have better diagnostics for, for canine cancers and better treatment options and, and more dogs surviving and living longer. So uh, we're super excited to be working with Barbara and her team again this year for the with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Uh, and um, you know, hopefully we'll be working with them for years to come and we'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep those canine officers on the street even longer. Excellent. Well, we thank you for being on the show with us and telling us about the National Canine Cancer Foundation. And again, we uh, wish you all the success with Bark and Bowl, and we urge listeners to support Bark and Bowl going to the Boynton Beach Lanes on September 6th and getting their weekend off to a great start, get their families and their teams together and come out and support that event as well. And that website one more time is? Barkandbowl.com.